0: Before Superman, before the destruction of Krypton, but after Krypton on the Sci-Fi Channel, there's our podcast. I'm Alex. I'm, I'm
1: Justin. I'm Pete. <laughs>
0: and this is a show where we go into Krypton on Sci-Fi Specifically, we're going to be talking about the premiere, the pilot episode of the show that hopefully you've watched before this because we're going to spoil it a whole lot. In case you missed our preview episode, we've done a live show for the past 10 years uh, and a podcast called Comic Book Club, we've done a bunch of TV podcasts. So we're old hats of this. We got it. We know what we're yeah, doing.
2: You're in good hands. Yeah, we're, we're also
0: just, uh, big comic book fans, so we know a lot about Superman and love the sci-fi channel. So just... Just, we're all happy to be here. Get Every ready to, last to one tuck
2: in and hang out with your grandparents. Get ready to tuck in and hang what
0: out with you your talking What are you tucking in? One of my favorite, can I just mention one of my favorite things about the show is that it's broadcast at 4.30 so that I can just, you know, go to sleep. Right after it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: I love an early bird special, and that's oh, what Krypton's my. all about. So we're watching Krypton, we're watching Superman's grandfather just navigate the trials and tribulations of living on a crazy planet like Krypton. Oh,
0: yes. Man. So this is talking about the first episode. Justin pretty ably described the concept, which is that it takes place not even decades, but centuries before the birth of Superman, before Krypton explodes. But there's a couple of twists that come in there. Uh, Before we get into this premiere episode, I'm just curious overall what you guys thought of it. Without getting into spoilers, without getting into plot points, I'll just say I was kind of pleasantly surprised. Are you fucking serious? uh, I know where Pete's coming from. He's like, are you fucking serious? I wasn't just pleasantly surprised. I loved it! Yeah. Seriously, you like the show? I like this first episode. I thought it was a lot of fun. I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. There's some silly parts. There's some silly plot stuff, but like... I'm kind of you, a, when
1: you say silly, do you mean boring and dumb and why is this the show? No, silly no, it's does not It's not your not turn, Pete.
0: Yeah. It's not your turn. I'm saying that I enjoyed the episode. Justin, what about, about you? And let me say, obviously we know that uh, Pete maybe didn't like it. Right.
2: Yeah. I... Liked it also. What? <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? This was fun. Are you serious? It's sort of like space, Game of Thrones in a good way. What? Yeah, and In a good way? Yeah. Uh, I liked it. And yeah, let's, I agree. Let's I mean, it.
0: it's like, it's kind of a, head, it's pretty clear what they're trying to do, that they are trying to do, Game of Thrones, but in space, but it works. What really made it work for me was the twists, oh which we'll get to God. in a second, are which you... I thought... I, I was feeling like, okay, this is straightforward. I get it. I've seen Game of Thrones. I know what you're going oh for. I understand. God. Like, I like the Krypton stuff. I'm a sucker for, for Superman stuff. But once they threw the twist in there, I was like, I'm on board. Yeah. So, Pete, uh, I think we've
1: established that you hate yes, it. Yes. It's awful. It's all the right, all only right. thing hold on, that you hold know on. and care about hold is on. a fucking hourglass that slowly, oh, Hourglasses are cool. Let's
0: start at the beginning <laughs> yeah. with Segal. Actually, before Segal, that's, that's before. How we, if you
1: think hourglasses are cool, you'll love the show because it's like watching sand slowly go from one compartment to another. I actually, oh.
2: I actually do love that. Yeah, <laughs> These are the days of our lives. Oh, my God. Uh, we actually God. start on Kal-El. We start on Superman. and well, sort you, of, uh, you
1: start with really cool-looking pajamas is what it starts with. Uh, cool. With symbols on it that has Velcro that people just rip off as they see fit.
2: And we slide and we get to uh, Val-El, who is uh, Superman's, I guess, great-grandfather.
0: Right. I mean, if you weren't ready for Superman's grandpa, get ready for Superman's grandpa's grandpa.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude. Grandpa's grandpa. (laughs) So we do
0: start in the middle. What's happening is that there's been uh, some sort of religious war that happened on the planet of Krypton. All the religions, at least in Kandor, uh, which is uh, the main setting here, uh, have been consolidated under Rao, the sun god. uh, Which, if you're
1: watching Supergirl, we know is crazy people believe in. So it's hard when people are like, Rao, it's like, oh, well, fuck this religion. It's... Yeah, I, right, I, got, I got a crazy
0: twist for you. That's how you're supposed to feel because they're the bad guy.
2: So, yeah, just chill for a second, Pete, and let's talk. Uh, oh, my to God. We used words for a while. Um, we get to see Rao, who has a very cool head. Uh, Wait,
1: that dude looked like the fucking thing from He-Man, Many Faces. Then turns out his name is Many Faces. You gotta be fucking kidding me! This is so dumb. I, this, this show is so dumb. It's just a guy with a bunch of faces, and they call him Many Faces. I,
0: I, it's have the to say dumbest it. show.
1: I, I appreciate the
0: fact that you managed to hold it together for four seconds, Pete, before oh. you went off.
1: Uh, because at
2: least this scene, like, is interesting. Like they they push uh, he's uh, Val's condemned t- uh, to death because he goes against this religious cult, saying that there are other worlds out there. That's not what Rao believes. They push him out of the uh, Bottle City of Candor before it's what, like a big
1: bottle. <laughs> right. What, uh, what was interesting about watching some guy you don't know who, who it is or care about? push him into snow well you know You're just like hey this is a, a plank here's a snow world that you have to go live in you said snow
0: establishing the stakes for it that this religion has taken over the punishment for defying this religion is death and that's what's set up right at the beginning so we already know the danger that everybody's in the house of l which is the only house that we really know we don't know the house of vex as well just like If forgetting about knowing a lot of this stuff from reading the comics and certainly when they're mentioning like the science guild and the other things, we've read enough comics that we could say, oh, okay, I kind of know what's going on with that. But even how that House of Vex, I'm not totally familiar with. And certainly the regular viewer who really only knows Superman and Zod maybe is not going to know any of this stuff. So you've got to establish this is the bad house. And then you take the House of L, which is the only house, you know, and you strip them down to nothing. Again, that sets up the danger, that sets up what you think you know is going to happen or what you thought happened is not what's actually happening. And I think that's a nice place to start. Yeah. So we're going to skip by that for a second, get to, then we cut to years later where Seg L shows up. Uh, he is a guy who was clearly cast because he kind of looks like Tom Welling. And <laughs> then he is now a grown-up. He's uh, on the—they basically have it separated into, like— high city and low city, and the high city is the fancy tech-heavy city, and the low city is exactly what you think. It's like uh, sh- leftover sets from Rome on HBO, but colored a little bit differently. Wow. Takedown. Yeah. I, no, it's not. I mean, I like, it they're going, like, they know what they're going for, and they're clearly referencing a bunch of other it shows. It just I
1: seemed fine. like old-timey hobos, but in the future, it was stupid yeah, looking. That,
2: I, I, like, I like the way, like, I think they did yeah. a good job of, of, uh, painting the differences between these two worlds uh, existing in the same place. I like that uh, the guildless can look up and see like what they dream of becoming a part of. Uh, Seg seems fun. He's up to no good. Uh, he has
0: a he has a cool friend who runs a bar, and they're yeah. running a bunch of scams where they uh, get credits from people uh, by uh, tricking them and getting them into fights and. I I like the friend, actually. I think he is my favorite character on the show so far. I don't for the life of me remember what anybody's name is other than Seg and another character we'll get to in a moment. But I enjoyed that guy, and I want to see more of him. Uh, we see a dude
2: with a... Detroit Tigers had, Well, the
1: Chucks gave it away first. They sh- they kind of panned, for, and, then, and all of a sudden, there's a guy wearing Chuck Taylors. So I got to tell and you. And at first, I thought that was a mistake that they missed. Me too. because like, And that's just... what I
0: think was so great about that moment is yeah. you're
1: watching a sci-fi show, yeah. like
0: S-Y-F-I show, and you think, like, uh, maybe they're going to fudge the budget a little bit. Maybe mm-hmm. this is like a Sharknado or something. And when a guy shows up with sneakers, that was exactly my thought as well. I was like, oh, my God, this is really Can't bad. Really yeah. catch that. And then when he has the Detroit Tigers hat, you're like, wait, is this what? What is going yes. on here? And it's, it's such a weird detail that if you weren't immediately hooked with that first scene, that part completely hooked me up.
2: I agree. I really liked the way it was very subtle. It wasn't forced. Like, this show, I feel like, could have been that bad version of it, where it's just, like, feels like a fifth-run Star Trek series uh, where the the sets are bad, the story doesn't quite make sense. But it seems like they actually did focus on a lot of the detail work but here, and it's
1: fun. you... He, somebody can't just walk around a future world wearing Chuck Taylors and a Detroit Tigers hat, and nobody fucking can notices. I, can I? He's something? walking around, Pete, and nobody fucking like you hey. live. Pete, you live in New York, right? Yeah.
0: There's a guy who literally walks around with cats on his head, and nobody says anything to him ever. Yeah. So I I think it's okay. Like, I think somebody could walk around. Well, if
1: people care about the little symbols that you have on your shirt and will rip off your Velcro fucking symbols willy-nilly, I would think someone would notice somebody like
2: that. I bet Kryptonians could walk around in your neighborhood and you wouldn't notice them. With cats on their head. (laughs) Well, I'm not running a
1: society where in the future it depends on what symbols you have on you, and they'll rip them off as they see. Yeah, but By the way, you guys have
0: seen the cat guy, right? Not in person. No,
1: no? Not, not in person. the other day I passed by a rat guy, and that was super weird. Oh, I've seen a rat guy. That no. was
2: messed up. Don't let the rat guy and the cat guy hang out. No, no, <laughs> no that's a sad fight. day for one. Oh of them. man, oh, they're on God. the
1: same subway car. Oh, Jesus. I don't think they go on the subway
2: too much for this stuff. Yeah, probably not. They
1: probably don't have Metro cards.
2: <laughs> uh, we get to meet uh, Seg's parents. Uh, who are sort of like the Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru of this. Uh, <laughs> it has That's the vibe I got from their lifestyle.
0: Yeah, it's also the vibe I got from their charred corpses later on. Bingo. Oh. Yeah. So uh, we do meet them. Uh, one of them is the guy who plays, oh, my God, uh, the inspector who works with Sherlock Holmes on Sherlock. What's Watson? The name of the, no, not Watson. The Scotland Yard inspector. Jesus Christ, you guys, help me out. All right, somebody else talk for a second. I'm going to look it up. So uh,
2: Seg's father works for... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, let's
1: talk about this bullshit. He
2: works in the Lawmaking Guild. There's clearly some tension between Seg and his father because his father is serving the people that killed... Uh, the grandfather, and that's uh, uncomfortable for him. Seg's a bit of a firecracker.
1: Wait, you, you can, like, sit there as somebody's talking, like, future space talk about, like, a shitty job that they have, and you're you're all right with it? You don't want to kill can yourself? I
0: just mention, uh, just technically speaking, it's past space talk because uh, it's hundreds of years that's ago. That's a sure, sure. point. Thanks. But, yes, yeah. that's
2: what, because I'm interested in exploring this world. Oh, okay. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Well,
1: I just anytime so uh,
2: the Strad. So you must have liked this fight between uh, what we later find out was a mother-daughter, the Zod family, just like uh, going to town, harsh. Because that's the other thing I really like about this show is they don't pull any punches with Kryptonian society. Like it's a nightmare place. Yeah, where the, the
1: mother, out of love, just stabs her daughter in the hand and is like, "Hey, fuck you." But you love that stuff. You love it when people are stabbing each other's hands and things. Uh, Yeah, but I don't like it when a daughter or a mother is stabbing a daughter in the hand. I think that's kind of fucked up. Well, I got to tell you, I have a daughter, right? And we're always stabbing her
0: in the hand. You guys really get into... Wow, yeah.
1: You are... (laughs) Uh, an amazing parent, then. Thank
0: you so much. I really appreciate that. I it, think
1: Dad. you're doing a great job. Thank
0: you. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, man.
1: Stabbing your own daughter really, in the hand. It's
0: really wonderful. So, uh, of course, this is a Zod, which is another name that we recognize. Uh, so we're getting a riff on this. Uh, skip ahead a little bit. We find out much, much later that Seg and Zod's grandma, I'm going to assume it's Zod's grandma, are uh, boning. Yeah. Yeah. Which-
2: great reveal uh segs on the street he like seg fights everyone all the time in this show yes uh which is crazy uh and feels like a little bit ridiculous but it, it
0: that that is the one thing i mean there's a couple of things that go a little over the edge for me but that's one of the things that goes a little far the fact that like so, Seg gets in all of these fights. He is castless. He finally, if we can kind of zip through it a little bit, yeah. uh, he finally ends up stopping this bomber at court who wants to He had blow a bomb, up, like, in his arm. Yeah, yeah the, arm bombs, Black Zero, guys. Which is the resistance against Rao, trying to blow up Rao. Uh, because his dad is threatened, Seg stops the guy. And because of that Vex... Uh, or the leader of the House of X who killed uh, Seg's grandpa, ends up taking it in and essentially adopting him and saying, you're going to be House of X, you're going to marry my daughter, you're going to be part of my cast, congratulations. And then Seg's like, great, I'm going to go beat up a bunch of dudes in Lowtown again with no consequences whatsoever. His
2: life is crazy nonstop, and so he beats that dude up. The
1: cops in the show are just awful to people. It's yeah, very upsetting.
2: That's what the point of the show is this is a harsh society. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, say so gets arrested, uh, throw, gets Magna Cuff, throws on, and starts making out with the cop, who we know is the daughter <laughs> that just got her hand
0: all stabbed up.
1: Yeah. Now, do you... She also learned the hard way that you don't ask for mercy. Yeah, this is a little bit of a side thing. Do you think this is just
0: candor is like this, or do you think all of the cities are like this? Because in Superman lore... Uh, Kandor is turned into a bottle city by Brainiac and eventually ends up in the Fortress of Solitude. That's not the main city, right? Like, that's not the main city that we focus on on Krypton in the comics. So I'm wondering if this is something that is all over the planet or something that is just in Kandor. And I think that's something we'll be exploring pretty soon.
2: Uh, I think the whole planet... I mean, my understanding of the Superman mythos is that, yes, the whole planet... Rejects science and has a hard right. time uh, believing in it. So I think.
0: Well, and the well, other part of it is that this is written and created by Davis S. Goyer, who wrote Man of Steel uh, very specifically and also wrote Batman v Superman, uh, which isn't quite as important for this. And Man of Steel dealt with a lot of Kryptonian society. And I think without explicitly being a Man of Steel prequel, this is definitely touching on a lot of the themes and ideas there. I think it's supposed to feel like it could be part of that world without being exclusionary. I
1: I did think it was interesting just because uh, the idea of Brainiac collecting, uh, you know, all these little things and putting them in glass kind of little keepsake things and the fact that this city is under a dome was very – that was the one time where I was like, oh, man, having some comic book knowledge – Makes this a little bit more interesting on that level. Yeah, I can see that.
0: Uh, so, Seg gets into a bunch of fights. He makes out with... Uh, Lyda. Light Lyda Zod. Lyda Zod? Uh, like, uh, Zod. Like, Lyda Zod? A little Lyda Zod. Yeah. Uh, a little light the Zod, please. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> uh, and then he meets his betrothed, who I think is not that bad either. Like, she's kind of skirting the line between sort of serpentine and evil and sort of not exactly. Um I think ultimately she's going to end up being sympathetic.
1: Wait, because... you're talking about the cold as ice blonde lady? Yeah,
0: yeah, she but she's willing to sacrifice her love. I know.
1: No. No, she is not she is playing and uh yeah, she's You think so? Well, yeah, she is team evil and then also like uh, this arranged marriage deal that she's into for some creepy reason. Well let's talk about one of my favorite sequences is when they meet, uh, or after they meet, they
0: end up going to this genetic testing thing where they both donate a little bit of blood and find out the entire lifespan of their child and what it's going to be like.
2: That's totally cool. That's what creepy. it was like that's super creepy. That's
0: what it was like for me when uh yeah. I had my kid, yeah. Yeah, me too with my daughter and they were like, over the course of her your life you're gonna stab her in the hand a whole bunch of times and I was like
1: Nice. That's my kid. <laughs> that, that's my that's kid. My, that's my little girl. Uh,
0: uh, uh, this I, was I super really, cool. Yeah, yeah, I really like that sequence a lot, and I feel like that underlined a lot of the themes. Would of you guys actually do that? Destiny. What's that?
1: Would you actually do that, though? Would you go and see? No, what, no absolutely not. Then I mean, why do you think it's cool is my point. Like, oh,
0: my God. Listen to what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it looked cool. What I'm th- uh, The other thing that I'm saying is I thought it was cool that it perfectly underlined the themes of the entire episode on the series of being trapped by destiny and can you change your destiny. And that's something that we touch on a little later when we get to more of the Adam Strange stuff. And it illustrates
2: the restrictive nature of the planet in general. Like your whole life is laid out and everyone knows it from the time you get there. And the ales are the only ones trying to change that and they pay a huge
0: price for it. Yeah. Can we talk about uh, one part of the episode that I do think is a little weak? is uh the leader of the House of Vex.
1: Most of the episode uh
0: is I I don't love him as a villain. I feel like he he's supposed to be like a little finger from Game of Thrones yeah. and he's not quite on that level as an actor. I well, think he's fine, but I just also feel like the character you don't respect his moves. Like yeah. he's
2: sort of dumb about right. it. Like and he everyone talks about how he's like manipulating Sag to like get the House of L in his house, but it's like doesn't we don't know why? Like he he doesn't seem nearly as strategic as Littlefinger, yeah. uh, so it's hard to really respect him. But I also feel like he will be dispensed with. He's easy to get around yes. as well. I feel like Seg will win a lot of the, his fights with him. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's talk Adam Strange because I think that was the scene before where we meet Adam, Str- where Seg meets Adam Strange, uh, which I love. I'm a huge fan of Adam Strange in the comics, so seeing him here, uh, it was cool. He seems like a pretty chill dude and he leaves seg with the goal of finding the fortress. You must have loved that as a as a comic book fan, Superman fan, Fortress of Solitude.
1: That was cool. And the fact uh, that they played the music uh, was pretty neat at well, uh, two we'll times get to that in, a in, in the yeah. in the episode. I'm just talking about the a oh, couple yeah. things that I liked. Uh yeah, I thought the, the use of the uh, theme music was very powerful and very well Yeah, done. so
0: in one of the many fights the seg gets into, uh, he ends up escaping with his mom, who has a ship. She takes him to the fortress, uh, and, uh, yeah, they play the John Williams theme music, and yeah. it's great. And, again, this is another part where I was like, I'm the total sucker right now but I love the Superman stuff and I'm completely enjoying this and it's a lot of fun. They get there, they find the fortress, they find out that uh, the reason his grandfather was killed was because some unnamed danger was coming or he's warning of some unnamed danger. And I think at that point you're supposed to think that it's the explosion that's going to destroy Krypton, like right. that's what they're talking about. But that's not what they're talking no, there about. There are at other all. dangers. To There's this other dangers. So uh, Seg comes back. They discover that the mom uh, had taken the ship. The mom gets taken to court. While they're in court, the mom is sentenced to death. Uh, the dad comes out just like, no, I did it. I was in the ship with her yeah. to save their son. And they end up both getting killed by Leidizad's mom.
1: Right in front. Right of... in front of them, which is horrifying. But I thought a really interesting move to watch. Really? Because I was more really like Batman much? Like, come on with this.
0: You always like Batman. Yeah, you're, you you much love Batman. So the thing that I thought was really interesting about it is... This did feel like a Game of Thrones moment to me. It felt like where Leitazad's mom was like, I'm going to save you by killing you. This is the best thing that I could do for you right now. And that sort of unenviable choice is interesting to
1: watch.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely get that. This is the part, though, I was like, everything is moving so fast. Like, we sure. hardly know these uh, uh, Seg's parents. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the mom's like, isn't this cool, this little secret place? I brought you here. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. They tracked this whole mission. Uh, I'll just sacrifice myself and my and my husband. Oh, you watched this die. Don't let that haunt you. Bye bye. Like it yeah. was. Well, that
1: was yeah, a I, problem I had. Is it starts off in the middle of action, and I wanted to build towards knowing some people before we saw somebody walk off the plank and pushed into the snow world and die. Somebody like's parents were murdered right away. Like we really didn't. Get to It was just weird courtroom, a lot of talk about religion and fucked up shit, and it's like, we got very small moments of actual, like, these are the good people, this is who we're rooting for. And yeah, I, I felt like this whole thing was on fast forward from go. I,
0: I, I'm not going to disagree with you on that, particularly yeah. as we get into the very end of the episode. They are rushing through a bunch of stuff, but... Then we also get a ridiculous but great moment at the end where Sag, upset about his parents dying, manages to get back to the fortress. And when he's there, Adam Strange is once again there uh, and he reveals that he has come from the future. Superman is Sag L's grandson. And there is a threat from the past that is going to destroy Superman. He's brought back Superman's cape, which is the hourglass you were talking about. Mm. And as they get closer to this point, Superman's cape is going to continue to disappear. And it's such a pilot move to do yeah. that. But I liked it. Like it is, Again, it establishes exactly what the stakes for the show are. It establishes how we're going to follow it. And I thought that was enjoyable.
2: I agree. And honestly, when you compare... like. This sort of entryway into Superman as opposed to what we've seen in the DC movies and stuff. Like, this is fun. Like, I could see just, like, seeing some, like, through Adam's, like, a flashback from Adam Strange perspective, seeing, like, how he ended up with Superman's cape, which is a weird idea that he yeah. would ever have that. Uh, and I don't know. Like, that's what I, I liked about this. So much happened. It was very piloty at points. Uh, And it was going very fast, I think, but I liked all the information and I trust the show enough more than I thought I would to shepherd these stories going forward.
1: I completely disagree with most of what you said. Uh, I just think that, uh, yeah, it's just way way too dense. I wanted it to start a little bit smaller, a little bit more microscopic and then build up. It just started in the middle of a shitstorm and it's hard to... Pick people that you like with so much going on and not knowing as much... Of where we are and when we are and all that kind of but bullshit. But you
2: must love Rao the villain because his his look is so scary. It's like they glued together several Halloween <laughs> masks from a store. Yeah. Uh, which is the most terrifying thing I yeah. could ever think of. And it doesn't quite fit come his head, so it's like wobbly. Right, it's kind of rattling around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so that's super scary. Well, and the other he's thing is like,
1: the...
0: which way is he walking, you know? Probably the way his body is facing, but it could be anyway because he's got faces everywhere. Exactly.
1: Many, you don't see him looking at a lot many of Many faces.
2: I mean, it's almost like he's very close to Rick Moranis in Spaceballs, almost, in this yeah, yeah. to the point he's where I'm like, helmet. that could have been a little smaller or something. Yeah, uh,
0: I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about for the episode before we move on?
2: Well, uh, maybe a, a question we can keep coming back to. Uh, well, no, we, before we get to that. Brainiac is the villain. We reveal right. this moment yes, uh, at the end mention. of the episode. And it looks like it's straight out of the comic book Brainiac. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, exciting. It feels like this series owes a lot to Jeff Johns' run yep. on Superman, which dealt set up a lot of this uh, Kryptonian culture, which is
0: great and super fun. And uh, yeah, the I love look of Brainiac was awesome. Super scary. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was very cool. I'm really looking forward to more of that. Uh, who do you guys think? Uh, here, we'll we'll do this uh, at the end of every episode. Who do you guys think was the real Superman this episode? Oh, wow. And who was the real Superman?
1: Uh, Adam Strange.
0: Adam Strange, oh, the Superman of the episode?
1: Yeah, because he was like, yo, we've got this big threat coming, and then no one believed him.
2: Yeah, and he had the cape also.
1: Cool.
2: I mean, I guess technically Val L's the Superman. He just
0: flew downward <laughs> instead of up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to say Inspector Lestrade, who, you know, finally stood up at the end of the episode, was like, kill me. I yeah, I want to die. So brave. Let's do uh, this. A lot of great
2: Superman's
0: yeah and one other thing that I think we could do at the end of every episode here uh we can challenge you guys with some Superman trivia. oh yeah uh, throw it out we'll we'll rotate around. we'll each have a piece of Superman trivia at the end. Uh, so I'll challenge you guys first. You're never gonna figure this out. The people have been trying to figure this out from reading the comics for decades now, and they still don't know what is Superman's secret identity? who is he really?
2: Oh yeah. I've never really thought about it. Rao? Hmm.
1: Yeah, it might be Rao. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Clark Kent. How? What? That <laughs> yeah. boring, that boring old reporter. Yeah, he's so mild mannered.
0: Ridiculous! Come on, there's, they're, uh,
1: Guys, they're just glasses. They're just super They're just glasses.
2: Yeah, but he's such a nerd with those glasses. Mm. There's no way anyone with glasses could ever like be cool or interesting
0: shut up
1: (laughs) even you had to get upset about that we'll do some
0: real trivia next episode if you would like to support this show and other shows we do that are slightly less shouty patreon.com slash comic book club also we do a live show every tuesday night at 8pm at the pit loft in new york that is this shouty so come on down and we'll shout at you we do a couple of other shows riverdale after dark that you can check out comic book club live is our regular podcast feed pete what do you want to plug
1: Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our show.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at ComicBookClubLive.com and please blow up our feeds with news and talk about After Krypton. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> get it? Wow. Because Krypton blew up. Oh, wow. yes, yeah, yes. That's yes, what I was yes, saying. Yes, so you should blow up our Twitter feed and let us know what oh, you think of this man. podcast. Yeah, and
2: actually, like. Talk to your grandparents. Find out what their lives are like. That's the real message.
0: We'll see you next week at 4.30 (laughs) p.m.